0: You're listening to the Better Together Podcast, brought to you by the National Association of Free Will Baptists. Welcome to the Better Together Podcast, where we look for ways we can work together to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ. Today I have with us Miss Lauren Biggs. She's the Uh, media coordinator for I am upstairs here in our office. And Lauren, it's so good to be with you today, my friend.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you.
0: Well, I'm excited about this topic because so many of us are like, oh, what do I do? Am I posting too much? And I've had some people tell me I am posting too much. So I'm trying to get the right balance. I'm also thinking about ministry. Uh, As a former pastor, you think about uh, trying to promote your church. Sure. Uh, What are Some things that we can do, maybe some do's and don'ts of social media.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, Just the fact that you're wanting to post and churches out there are trying to do this, it's very important because um, there's a statistic that says there's 4 billion people on social media every day. And the average time someone spends on social media is like two and a half hours a day. Now, if you're me, it's probably more like five or six, but, you know, that's the average. And so um, how are we spending our time on social media? What are we sharing? Are you using it to be You know, a light in the darkness of the social media landscape are using it um, as a ministry versus just posting content. So um, those are some things to think about as we talk about do's and don'ts. But um, one definitely that you need to do is remember that social media is about creating a conversation and so it's not just a broadcast. We're not just sharing events or just sharing verses. So how is this content going to spark something at home in a family to discuss a discipleship moment? How is it going to, um, take the gospel, you know, across the digital landscape? How is it going to further that? So that's definitely one do is to remember it's a conversation, um, Another thing to, to keep in mind is to um, remember to hook people. So what about this post is going to make me want to stop scrolling? So think, put the best part of your content first. If it's that first line in the caption, if it's the very first second, few seconds of a video, trying to remember to keep that um, at the forefront because you want them to stop and engage with the post. I mean... Social media is like an oversaturated landscape. So what is going to make someone stop scrolling to engage with your content? That's something to think about.
0: And so they think, hey, what makes me stop? Exactly. Think about that as you're trying to create your hooks.
1: Yeah, that's right. And you can look at some of the other... content creators or pages that you're following and say, you know, what do I love about what they're doing with their social media? What's something that I can take away and either adapt that to our audience or um, even just say, you know, I love what they're doing. I want to implement this as well. So taking note also of who you're following uh, might be the type of content that your audience is wanting to see as well. So those are a couple do's. Some things you shouldn't do is to create your content, put it out there, and then just forget about it. Because um, if I am posting a comment to a brand or a church's Facebook post, for instance, and they take the time to comment back and respond, thank you for praying for us, or we love that, or whatever, they're taking time to acknowledge that you've commented. And so that makes me feel like a million dollars, you know? So just... Don't post it and then forget about it. Be sure to go back in and reply to the comments. It helps the algorithm for your page to show up more um, as you're engaging back with them and they're getting notifications from you. So things like that. You can on Facebook now too, interact with your friends or other people's pages as your Facebook page. So if your church has the Facebook page, you can go and start interacting and saying on you know, Lauren Biggs post, we're praying for you as your Facebook page, your church's page. So be sure you're taking a couple minutes each day to kind of go through and do that. Maybe it's 10 minutes at the end of the week. You're going and scrolling through and seeing how you can engage with people. So that's
0: good. So don't just post, go and like uh, or react. <clears throat> thank people for responding as well. And you yeah. just mention there, you may have a particular time. So we get busy, we're traveling. Sure. So then just stop do that. And of course, if it's a church page, probably invite them to like or follow absolutely. the page as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you see people like your posts, you can go in and manually invite that person to like your page. Um, also in Meta Business Suite, if you're on Facebook, you can go in the back end as well and invite in one big swoop who has liked my content this month. And you can click one button that says invite all these people to like our page. That's kind of a shortcut.
0: Oh, so you don't have to spend a lot of time doing it. You absolutely. Can go and look at it that way. Yeah. So it sounds like I really need a plan as a church, as as pastors, how do we kind of set up that particular plan?
1: Yeah. So consider who is the person that is going to be kind of heading this up. If it's, you know, you're a smaller church, maybe it's you as the pastor, or maybe you have, um, you know, a millennial or a Gen Z in your church that you can kind of pinpoint, ask them to help out. Maybe they're already kind of doing some things for you. So first you want to establish the person who's going to head this up, and then you want to kind of establish some goals. Mm. Um, so consider, hey, we want to be posting three times a week, or we want to make sure we're highlighting uh, these specific things every month that we're doing. And um, as you start to consider those things, you'll want to come up with what we call content pillars. Now, content pillars is just a fancy way of saying, this is our focus. And if, you know, the type of content that we're going to put out there doesn't fall under one of these pillars, then we don't post it. So for instance, you may have um, equipping as one of your content pillars. Um, Events, maybe one, discipleship, maybe one, and then just like fun or entertainment. So how are we going to create engagement online? So For example, if it's going to be um, an event, maybe you have a fall festival or you have um, Christmas events coming up at your church. So that's going to fall under one of your content pillars. And once you establish, all right, we need to get the word out about our Christmas event. What type of content can I create to support this? So it may be a reel, it may be a video, it may be posting previous pictures from a past Christmas event and saying, this is coming up, save the date, tag a friend to invite, you know, um, share this post. So anything that you're doing should be supporting those content pillars that kind of keeps you in like the boundaries of what you want to share. And also, as you're going to plan out what you're going to be posting, um, you can do it ahead of time. So you can say, you know, on Tuesdays, we're going to post something that equips our congregation. It's gonna be a verse of the week, some a recap of what we talked about on Sunday. It's gonna be a podcast we recommend, maybe like this one, mm-hmm. or a book or something like that. So it's just always having those to keep you in the boundaries of what you're focusing on as a church.
0: That's good. So you've got a plan to what you're absolutely what you're trying to do. Every church should really be focused on, you know, the service. So maybe uh, something that happened from yesterday's service on Monday. Yeah, sure. If you have a weekday activity, you're posting something about that, trying to push people toward that. And then you you mentioned the big event. So think about posting pictures and so forth. Pictures are a big deal, aren't
1: they? They are. And if you have a photographer, great. But if not... I mean, I was telling Eddie this right before we started this. He's so great about when he's traveling to make sure to grab pictures So and then highlight where you are, what you're doing, tagging the right people. You know, you can put all these pictures from your Christmas event in a Facebook photo album. Mm. And then everyone from church or, you know, your friends and family are going through and like, I spot so-and-so. And then you're creating this type of engaging post that people are going to want to share and interact with. So that's, that's good. a great way to highlight an event afterwards.
0: So this, people listening may not agree with this, but we used to say at the church, if you didn't take pictures of it, yeah. the people in the community don't know what happened. Yeah. Be the ministry
1: paparazzi. Yes. yes. So <laughs> yeah. so
0: you are you have a ministry. <laughs> if you take a picture and people like to see themselves in the picture, that's right. they'll take those pictures and put them out there. They'll take off, right?
1: That's right. Yeah, always be taking pictures for sure.
0: So, and folks could look at kind of what we try to do at the national offices. So notice there's a podcast on Monday. And usually uh, sometimes there will be a meme or infographic on Tuesday that has something to do with that. Then a verse that has something to do with that. So everything's kind of linked together. That's right. And that's really what you're saying with the pillars. Make sure your content has... It's not just you're posting. You you you're trying to get a there's message a purpose.
1: Out. Yeah, absolutely. There's this quote from this book that's fantastic. It actually would be a great resource. I would recommend. It's called From Social Media to Social Ministry by Nona Jones, but she has a line in her book that says, "You know, we're not just making content on social media. We're making disciples." Mm. So, how is your you know your social media content serving? spiritually serving the people who are following it. so it's good. Yeah. So
0: it's uh, the infographic or the meme has a message to it. Absolutely. The reels, which go through that just a little bit. Some sure. of our listeners may be, what? Or they may think they couldn't do a reel.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So if you're creating a reel, this is just a way of um, either collaging multiple, many two to three second videos together, or maybe you're doing a quick 20 second Um, Someone sharing their testimony or um, these could just be great ways to quickly get video content out. So think short form. Um, You know, these aren't the technically two to three minute videos that would be maybe on YouTube or something like that. But um, these are quick little things. You can make uh, the reels in Instagram, the app. And you can share them on Instagram and Facebook if it's linked together. Or you can use um, a third-party app, one that I recommend that's very user-friendly, is called CapCut. Um, and it has text on the screen, sounds that you can use, and it uses your camera roll where you can get your footage or those little clips and splice them together. Um, so that's a little bit about Reels. This is a great um I mean, social media is obviously pushing videos a lot. So Mm -hmm. um, the more type of content that you can adapt into a reel is really great. You can even do one of the verses on the screen. You can make the text moving. You can put a moving background behind it and just the text over it. So, I mean, there's so many different scenarios that you can use reels.
0: So you're kind of getting this already, but a lot of people are listening and thinking, but I don't have time for this. Sure. But... They probably do. So share with us a bit about how we can do this in a short amount of time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there are definitely third-party apps that you can use to schedule your content ahead of time. Um, Facebook and Instagram also have pre-scheduling tools natively within their channel. Um, Some other ones that are great is uh, Later.com, Buffer.com, Hootsuite. I mean, there's there's a lot out there, so it's just based on what you're looking for. Um, for all the features that you may want. But um, I use later.com. It also offers a link in bio option for um, Instagram. So if you go to the link in our Instagram bio, you click that and it has all of the posts that are individually linked in one screen. Mm. So you can kind of pop through and you can go back and forth. It's very easy to use. Um, but those are great ways to save time. But, you know, it does come down to a little bit with time management. So, If I want to schedule my post now that I have this third-party app, that's great. But I need to sit down and actually create the captions, create the graphics, edit my real videos in CapCut, and put it all together and schedule it out. Monday is my podcast. Tuesday is my verse. So it does take time. But what I like to do is go to my favorite coffee shop and say, hey, for the next two hours, I'm going to have my head down and I'm going to create 10 posts today, and I'm going to schedule them to release, and it doesn't have to be the next 10 days. It can be over the next three months. It depends on how far you've kind of planned that out. So
0: So you, for example, you're a pastor, (laughs) and you know your sermon titles over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely. You can schedule those out all the way through, like you're going to release those every Thursday. Sure. You're saying use something like Hootsuite or even yeah. Facebook, you know, they yep. have Meta, so you can use that, and you've got it all scheduled out. So it's not like it doesn't have to take that much time. It's just concentrated time, Yeah, right? it's
1: concentrated time, absolutely.
0: This is good. So um, so we're, we're getting into this already a little bit, but just share with us a bit more how to promote your church, maybe even some of our... Uh, lay people that are listening, what can they do to promote their church uh, throughout the week?
1: Yeah, so one fun thing um, on Sundays, if you can from the stage as the pastor, whoever may be giving announcements to say, you know, everyone take out your phone right now. Let's take a selfie with your neighbor or mm-hmm. your, whoever you're with and be sure to tag the church on social media. Well, when you do that, every one of my friends sees our church on social media. They can click on the on the username there. They can go like the page. They can learn more about the church. So that's just one kind of fun way um, if someone's coming to an event Um, asking them to post about it. So if you're coming to that Christmas event at church or um, the fall festival, would you be willing to tag the church's page? You can kind of say that. You can do maybe a giveaway that you can go through and say, we're going to pick one person out of everyone who's tagged us to get a Starbucks gift card. You can create some fun around um, asking people to do that. Other ways you can promote will be outside of social media. So if you have some type of email newsletter, printed newsletter, you know, bulletin inserts at your church, flyers on the wall, you can ask people to go and like your page there. Um, And then, you know, if there's Facebook groups that you can share what's happening at your church, you can go and reshare your event post to a Facebook group and that's spreading, you know, the event to a wider audience. So it's just a matter of kind of like recycling the content, you can, um, if you have the Christmas event coming up, I keep using this, but it's coming. So how can you boost the post on Facebook? Yeah. Maybe you want to spend $25, $50, $100, and it's an investment, and say, we're going to boost this post on Facebook, and we're going to put it in a geographical targeted area. So if in Nashville, we can say the greater Nashville, middle Tennessee area, we're going to boost this post. So more people in that area are going to see it. Another great option for boosting a post is um, we want to boost this post to the friends of our friends. So they're more likely to be caught, you know, bought into what we're doing maybe, or they may find it interesting because their friends find it interesting. So there's a lot of different ways that you go about wow, getting sure the word out.
0: <clears throat> wow, this is a lot. So let's walk through that. I'm a church leader.
1: Sure.
0: I'm encouraging everyone check in yeah. at the church. I'm encouraging them to take pictures, maybe even do a little quote, post it out there. Um, Maybe if I'm a church leader, I might even use that bulletin or just tell folks, hey, every Friday we're going to post the sermon title. I'm encouraging you to like that and share it.
1: Absolutely. Things
0: like that. Now, the last part you got into was uh, all about marketing in a a bit. But that's an inexpensive thing, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. So Social
1: I, media is, I mean, it's free. Right. You know?
0: It's free. And then if I am going to target folks like boosting a post, what you just mentioned was friends of my people, the people yeah, who like my friends. page are more likely to like or be interested in something exactly. we're doing.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I would highly suggest that you don't want to do that for every post, obviously, but for these bigger events or things that you're trying to get, you know, VBS or things like that, um, people who aren't already following your page, that's mm-hmm. who you're trying to target to come.
0: So in the past, and churches might still use the direct mailing, but this is a way to promote your Christmas Eve service, a Absolutely. way to promote the fall festival and so forth is by doing this boosting. Yeah. Now, I'm someone that sits in the pew. I'm not a church leader. Sure. So you got into this a little bit, but let's talk to them about what do they really need to do to help their church boost its digital footprint.
1: One thing that I'm thinking as you ask that question is, you know, I don't want to be the first one to comment or I don't want to be the first one to like, but I would say don't be afraid to do that because... When you're the first one to to comment or to tag the friend to say, I'm inviting so-and-so to the Christmas Eve service, and you're tagging that friend, well, you've just opened the avalanche for everyone else to start. So don't be afraid to be that first person to comment or to like. Um, And then obviously um, tagging is very important. Reposting, retweeting. Sharing to your story. I mean, all of these things are great ways to um, expand the reach of whatever post is out there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. And so I think the first thing you mentioned, though, don't be afraid to be the first. Yeah. So that's a psychological thing, you know, called the bystander effect. If one person will stop and help, then others will. Yep. If one person will like, if one person will share, then, well, Lauren did that. I'm going to do that, yeah. too. Yeah. It's and a so snowball effect. It does. Yeah. It does. And so we, especially if you're in a church that really doesn't have a, a great amount of uh, social media output, sure. if you could start, you could really help get that snowball going.
1: Absolutely. And you can have some, you know, three to five to ten people in place that you say, Hey, we're gonna be posting about the Christmas Eve service. Would you mind sharing that post? And you're telling them, or you're directly asking them ahead of time. You're not just assuming that they're gonna do it. It's kind of having like a, you know. A little team ready to go out and help. So
0: that's good. think of
1: three to five. They don't have to be influencers, but people who, you know, when they share it, it's going to get the word out.
0: Yeah. Who can you ask they're gonna to They're going to share that? it too. Very Absolutely. good. So you may have your little team Yeah. and you might shoot them an email or text, hey, I just shared something. Could you go like it and Absolutely. share it as well? Yep. That's great. Well, you've given us a lot to think about, Lauren. Uh, is there anything we haven't asked you about or that you wanted to share before we sign off today?
1: I don't think so. I think we're good. This was fun.
0: Well, well, it's fun. You stopping by and you've given us so much to think about. We so appreciate that. We appreciate the time that you've given us. Absolutely. And just a good job you do sharing IM's work, sharing so much of the denomination's work. Thank you for what you do.
1: Thank you. It's really fun. Glad to be here.
0: And we want to thank you. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today. And we're going to encourage you as well. Take this podcast, share it, give it to someone that you think would benefit from it. Remember, every little thing matters. It really helps. And when we truly do all come together, we truly are better together for the work of Christ. That's right. Thank you for joining us today.